podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hey guys, I'm Sai and welcome to Ace Podcast Nation, the home of me, myself and I. This is episode number four. We are live on Facebook, YouTube and Twitter. And as you well know, Ace Podcast Nation, of course, you're home to many great shows and series featuring top guests, expert analysts and more. Give us a follow on social media, subscribe to the YouTube channel, click the bell for notifications to get all our shows first. And of course, if you prefer your podcast in audio format, we are now part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. That includes this series and all the other content and series produced by Ace Podcast Nation, from the short-form interviews, any shorter videos, as well as all our podcast series, all available at the UK's first dedicated sports podcast network. You can find them at uh, sport.social-social.co.uk. And uh, just as we wait for the for the latecomers, for the stragglers, uh, uh, as you know, we're uh, doing a charity Super Six Football Prediction League this year. We're taking part, raising money for two great charities, which is uh, Maggie's, Maggie's Centre, should I say, and the Mind Mental Health Charity. Uh, the last round was officially Ladies Week as uh, Cheryl Benson topped the round on 14 points. Sue Coleman in the second and with Al Fraser a third. Uh, in his first round, our very own Rodri Giggs shows that he knew his stuff and he came fourth for the round. Uh, after a good round, Anne Gorham Adams sneaks into the final prize place with the overall table. And, uh, of course, now Rodri's joined us and uh, a couple, someone else as well. We're up to 92 players. So we have £550 prize money and a total of £816 to share between the two charities. So if you'd like to enter, help raise money for two amazing charities, contact Will Malus. Um He'll be in the live chat, I'd imagine, but you can also drop him a message on Facebook. He'll add you to the groups, give you information, etc. Links to everything are below. So, here we are, we're back again, me, myself and I, just me, a camera and you lot. So as ever, highly dependent on uh, you guys sending in some questions and subjects for me to give an opinion on, discuss. I like to keep these short, these, these shows relatively, you know, short and sharp, about 45 minutes. Got a, got a bit of stuff to talk about though, which I want to talk about Um I've got something to talk about, which I experienced over the weekend with my son's football. Um, I'll give that a, a couple of minutes, wait for a few others to join, and then we'll talk about that. But um, a very interesting week on the football front. Um, VAR is a waste of time, officially. What is the point of it? Because I saw two stonewall penalties yesterday, probably three, really, um, and VAR didn't give any of them. And I know people will say, well, you know, two of them were for Man United, blah, 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 Ronaldo. But the West Ham one was just such a, it should have been a penalty to West Ham. Ronaldo should have had two penalties. There was another, um, the one, the Leicester's second goal, like to be overruled. And, you know, that's cost them three, to, uh, that's cost them a point because they would have drawn or gone on to win the game. Um, the player's never in, in the eye line of the keeper for the, the second goal. I understand the first one, but the second one is a joke. 
Um, so what's the point in VAR? That's my opinion. I don't know what you guys think. Just seems it's not gonna if you're not gonna use it and and give the decisions that the referees got wrong or hasn't given at all, then what's the point? Um, really waste the time. Uh, and if you didn't learn from the Euros that bringing on players specifically to take penalties doesn't work, then Mark Noble has proved that right again. They brought him on to take the penalty. If I'm Declan Rice, I'm kind of standing there thinking, right, okay. So you don't really have much confidence in me, do you, that you're bringing on like a 37-year-old? I get he hasn't missed a penalty in whatever, four years or whatever, 60 games, I think it was, something stupid. But to go on with no like no stretching, no warm-up, no nothing, because he was not coming on until the penalty was given. He still had his bib on, he was sat on the bench. That's so much pressure. And, you know, good save, yeah, not a great penalty, but it's a poor decision from David Moyes, unfortunately, because West Ham have been flying. Uh, James Costi says, Brighton are flying. Yeah, you're right there, James. They are. They're doing really well, playing some lovely stuff. Uh, I'm really pleased as well for, for Graham Alexander. They've stuck with him and he's he's starting to produce the goods at the Premier League now, which is good. Um, Harry Kuehl being sacked by Barnett after just seven games. Look, um, I won't pretend to be massively aware of, uh, you know, how about... Seven winless games, so he's obviously not got off to a very good start. But uh, so let's look, they've lost five, drawn two. But you've got to give managers time. Like, they obviously, there was a reason they appointed Harry Kewell. There was something about his interview and the, that process that, that they thought he was the man to take Barnett forward for whatever, whatever that was, whether it was his mentality, his experience. Um, it's just his career. It was a big name. Who knows? But like, whatever that reason was, seven games is not enough to implement that and to 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 build his team and to take the club forward as he had a, you know a vision for it. Whatever that vision was, and I just think I people are too quick to pull. Some clubs are too quick to pull the trigger on managers. Other clubs too slow, and it causes a, an equally different problem. Uh, Cooper could be off to Forest. Yeah, I think um, I think that's probably a good fit as well. I think he'll do a good job at Forest. Um, he's obviously a, a good coach. He, he brings in the right backroom team. You know, Forest are a, a sleeping giant. Let's be honest. Like if they if they um, if they get going and they get the right manager and, and everything in place, then of course they're a, they're a sleeping giant, massive club, massive club. And I know and I very confident that when they get it right, I won't be surprised to see them up in the playoffs and, and whatnot. Um, what else have we got? So, yeah, let, Donna, let's talk a little bit about Cardiff. Uh, they were uh, appalling, again, because I didn't think they were very good against Coventry. Um, they weren't particularly great against uh, Bournemouth, again. I don't think Mick McCarthy knows his best eleven. But as I said a few weeks ago, Cardiff have not got a deep enough squad to rotate. They're relying on young footballers who are learning and you can't expect consistency from those boys, unfortunately. Um, if For me, if Cardiff finished top half, that's a good season with the way the business they've done and everything. They kept all the key for more. Unfortunately, 
probably being in the top half and not challenging for at least the playoffs is not probably going to be enough to keep Kiefer Moore next summer, uh, which is obviously an issue if we do keep him in January. But we'll see. We'll see. Um, yeah, Cardiff were not good. They were. I thought they were dreadful against Coventry. Really bad. Um, no width, no pace. Uh, it is frustrating to watch. What a goal, though. And, uh, the, yeah, Billing is an exceptional footballer. I really like him. Um, but we are pl- we're playing some good teams. Coventry are a form team. I think uh, we discussed last week that Coventry, I think, could be an outsider for the playoffs. But um, championship's hard, man. You've got to... It's All the teams uh, can beat you on their day. You've really got to be at it every single week. And kind of haven't been at it. And then Bournemouth, there's a reason why they're at the top of the table because they're a very good football side, probably a Premier League side. And um, if you're not at it, they're going to beat you. Yes, it took one bit of quality to you know to beat us, but ultimately we didn't deserve much from that game. Um, Donna Perry says hated it. Dylan Phillips was just kicking it out of play all the time. Craig Sullivan says Billing was quality though, and they should have to take some credit. We are a top ten team, but we're, and we're pl- now playing top teams. Uh, Will says, "Luckily, I was on an all day, so I missed it, but heard it was awful." Um, probably loon, lose against West Brom and then you win against Reading. Well, you think that, Donna, but Reading were very, very good against uh, Fulham on the weekend. So Reading by no means... We have got a relatively good record against Reading in the league, but uh, Reading played very well on the weekend. Shout out to Wayne Rooney, by the way. We talked about this on Friday because the news broke during the Rodri Giggs show on Friday. Um, that Derby were going into administration and it turns out that Wayne Rooney found out at the same time as us. So we found out during the live podcast, he found out at the same time when he was watching TV. Um, For them to then go and beat Stoke on the weekend, he deserves a tremendous amount of credit for that. To be able to to, to motivate those players and to... Because those players would have been distracted. Those players would have been down in the dumps. So to, And they would have been worried and stressed about the situation. So to motivate him to beat a side like Stoke, I think, you know, that's that's exceptional uh, man management, whether you like him or you don't. Um, one thing I did want to talk about, uh, I text Rodri, or uh, we were texting back and forth at halftime in the games, because Swansea was 3-0 down, and we were because like, we had jokingly guessed in our predictions it was going to be 6-0 to Luton. Uh, and I text Rodri and I said, it looks like the 6-0's on, 6-0's on. And, um, yeah, there we go. Unfortunately, Swansea came back. If you're not a Swansea fan, they did very well to come back. But one of the things I wanted to talk about was the Henry Henry Lansbury incident. Uh, I saw it on social media, and I saw a lot of Swansea fans not happy. They were, like, raging. There should have been a red card, etc. So for those of you who didn't see it, uh, it's a free kick to Luton uh, in their own half. Um, and the, the player goes to take it quickly um, and he goes to kick it up the field and Henry Lansbury comes along and just tick, just just taps the ball away. Basically, it's a waste of time as he's about to take a free kick and the defender follows through as if he was going to kick the ball and he hoofs Henry Lansbury up into the air. Was it nasty and painful? Yeah, of course it was. Was it his own fault? Fucking right it was. It was his own fault. Could he have pulled out, is the question. If, if you watch 
the, the sort of wider angle of it, he looks up as he's about to start his run up to see the player he's aiming for. And then his eyes are only on the ball. And I saw some people saying, oh, yeah, he would have seen his feet and he would have seen the ball move. And so he's looking at the ball, he would have seen that. But in my opinion, it's not his responsibility to pull out with that. Like he's taking a free kick. If you're taking a free kick, you're not expecting someone to kick the ball away. So I think Henry Lansbury's got no one to blame but himself. Yes, probably a yellow card. In my opinion, probably a yellow card to both of them and then get up and get on with it. But maybe, if, you know, if it was Cardiff player, maybe I'd be fuming as well. Because it was, you know, he hoofed him right up in the air. It was a it's brutal. But um, you know, it's his fault in it at the end of the day. Um, seems like we got a lot of people drinking over the weekend. Lorna was at a wedding. Uh, Reese, I know, was was feeling it yesterday because he he missed the MMA show with a hangover. Um, Kelly says I thought Cardiff were dire on Saturday. I have to be honest. Yeah, they were they were not good, <laughs> not good as I said. Uh, Reese says this point thing is Swansea developing a style of play that is a good chance of playing off next season. Might be playing lovely stuff, whilst we're stuck with long ball dire shit and the likes of Kiefer Moore etc. All be gone at that point. Yeah. Look, it is um, a possibility, mate. Unfortunately, you say that about Swansea, mate. Uh, first half, Swansea were every bit as bad as what Cardiff were, and they were lucky it was only 3 0. But unfortunately, Luton couldn't take it on in the second half. Swansea did very well to come back. You know, any team coming back from 3 0 down, you've got to give them credit. Um, it's a good performance. I was very surprised to see Peterborough pick up a win against Birmingham because. Birmingham have been very good this year. They've been real form team. Peterborough always going to be up and down. We know that because they're the yo-yo teams, aren't they? They go up, they go down, they go up, they go down. Ryan Giles injured. Yes, he is. Uh, Kelly is injured. Um, hopefully he's back because he's the one player who's got a bit of pace, a bit of creativity. And look at the moment, looks good because, uh, yeah, Donna says they had COVID. He, um, yeah, he's just good. He's just his delivery, everything about him, his quality. Unfortunately, he's not going to be here for a long time. And unfortunately, the longer he's out, the worse we seem to look because he's our one creative force. He's our width when he goes out wide and delivers those incredible crosses. And it's sort of a funny thing, actually. Before the Coventry game, I saw an interview from the weekend, before last weekend, so when uh, Colwell scored two. And Mick McCarthy said, oh, the, you know, the second goal was quality from Corwell, um, which rightly so is a very, very well-worked goal. Uh, but he said, we don't have to always throw it long into the box. So then on Tuesday against Coventry, we refused to cross the ball into the box for like 80 minutes. We didn't take long throws. We kept going short and then losing the ball and Coventry would hit us on the break. And again, on the weekend, we just refused to put it in the box until it's too late, until we're down. Kiefer Moore needs it in the right areas if he's going to score goals for us, and we're not doing that at the moment. Ryan Giles seems to be the missing piece, but that's so much pressure on a lone player, a young player, to be like the guy, the one guy who's going to create something for us. That's poor. That's poor. Uh, Craig says he should be back Saturday. Fingers crossed, because, um, like I said, he's been a, a shining light. Um, and look, I am re I'm really happy to see all these young players getting a chance. I just wish there was some experience within the squad 
look, just our squad was a bit deeper because I do think it's a problem at the moment. We're 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 just not deep enough, um, and it's going to be could be an issue, shall we say? Um, so look, well, comments and questions we have. Um, so look, Donna says, have you seen how Ryan Wintel is the star at Blackpool? I don't understand why we loaned him out. Yeah, it's a bit of a weird one because we've loaned. I'd understand if we had a massive squad, but as I've as I've said, we haven't got a massive squad. So loaning out a player to another Championship team, uh, and you know, maybe he wouldn't be a starter for us, but he'd be an option. Um, it's just I I understand that like you're giving him game time. He's going to play more for Blackpool. He's going to perhaps play week in week out, and he wouldn't. Yeah, wouldn't be there. Rob Boyle says he's got three days left of his uh, of his Facebook ban. Do tell us what you've done this time, Rob. You seem to be banned from Facebook constantly. But, yeah, it's, it's a strange one. So, yeah, um, on the weekend, I've got my Starbucks coffee. Um, on the weekend, I went to watch my, my son play football, um, as usual been going to watch my boys play football for 11 years now from the older one down uh, under 13s playing in uh, in Lanishin. Um game kicked off nine o'clock quite physical first five minutes um, our team was two nil down it was physical but it was nothing too too bad just a physical game um, and the kids were in a bit down because their heads dropped a little bit because they were two nil down by about the 20 minute mark um, our boys had got it back to two all, which was similar to the week before. We'd come back from two 0 down to win three two, and uh, my boys got two that week. But this uh, <laughs> this weekend we were back to two all about twenty minutes in. As soon as we got back back to two all, the uh, the physicality and the physical challenge turned to really nasty, aggressive fouls. And uh, there was a particular instance. There was a lot of pushing as the ball was in the air and kicks off the ball and things which the referee was not going to be able to see and um, the ball went through to our keeper he slid down picked it up and their striker just jumped up in the air and just two-footed the keeper needless never going to get a touch on the ball it was dangerous if he'd made proper contact he could have done serious serious damage to the goalkeeper um but the referees, and because it's often coaches refereeing, so it was one of our coaches was refereeing. And they've been instructed by the FA that don't send players off to, to calm things down. You know, get the coaches to take them off for a few minutes and have a word with them, blah, blah. But unfortunately, the coaches and the parents of the other team, which I'm not, I'm not going to name the teams because that's not fair, but because they are kids at the end of the day, but the parents and the coaches of the other teams we're encouraging these tackles. And it, the more we started to play football and we started to get it back in, you know, really get some chances and stuff, they became more aggressive, egged on by the by the parents. But every time the referee would blow for a, a decision offside, free kick, whatever, their coach would just, they just stop the game because their coach was having to go at the referee and the referee was out, like saying, come on, you know, get on with it, blah, blah. So we got to half time. It was tetchy. Then straight after half time, these tackles are flying in. They did score a couple of goals, so it was four two to them. But at this point, it was really getting quite nasty. These boys from their team, 
there was fouls going in. Our captain came off with because he had been stamped on. He had stud marks all up his back, and he just said, "I've had enough." He walked. He came off. Um, so now the parents on our side are not happy because these things are happening. And at any point, to be very clear, at any point, their coach, their parents could have told their boys to calm down, to stop, play football, play the right way, blah, blah, you know, all the stuff they could have done. They could have de-escalated it. They could have said, if you don't calm down, you're coming off. They didn't. They riled it up, riled it up. They were encouraging it, encouraging it. Um, and these tackles kept going on. There was fouls. And in this time, every five minutes, their coach is stopping it because he's arguing with the referee about every little decision, throw-ins, offsides, free kicks. The referee's getting frustrated because he's getting sworn at and shouted at and all this stuff. So our coach said, right, if this carries on, these tackles carry on, the, the shouting, the swearing and everything carries on, you can keep your three points and we're taking it off. It's not, it's ridiculous. It's kids' football. Yes, it's league for for three points, but come on. These kids just want to play football. And it got to a point where this coach was stopping the game so much with his behaviour that even their own, some of the boys on the other on the other team were telling the coaches and the parents, shut up, we just let us get on with playing football. They were frustrated with it being stopped all the time. And these tackles came and they were going and they were going. And then one of our boys had the ball and he dribbled around the guy and this guy just, just kicked him just swiped his legs from underneath him. He went flying up into the air. And there you go. It was That was it. Uh, the parents on our side were outraged. The coach said, right, keep your three points. We're done. Pulled our boys off because he was worried that someone's going to get their leg broken or there's going to be a serious injury. And, you know, it's not worth it. It's just not worth one of those kids having like a broken leg or a broken arm or something over like a football match. Of course they want to play. They want to win. I felt so sorry for the kids because they just want to play football on a Saturday morning. They just want to play football. I was not happy. Um, you know, I've talked about um, like some of the issues uh, that my own children have got and stuff with whatever before. And um, I was not happy because my son was playing, he'd just come back on and he was going to be playing on the wing on their side. So I was going to have to go over to make sure he was all right while they were all shouting and swearing and being really loud and aggressive, like adults, not kids, adults. Um, so I was going to go over there and have to sort of walk and stand by there and just watch him play from that side. And I was not very confident that I was going to be able to keep my mouth shut, shall we say. But Luckily, when it just after he came on, not luckily, but just after he came on, um, the game was abandoned. We left. Um, what I will say is our coach dealt with it perfectly um, because he could have got involved in the arguing back and forth, but he was clear, concise, and all he cared about was the children. He cared about them playing football. He cared about their safety, and he cared about them being subjected to swearing and shouting and i'm not naive like i know 12 13 these kids are swearing and stuff with their mates but it's very different to these kids swearing at each other and within their groups to grown adult men screaming and shouting aggressively that's an intimidating situation for anyone 
let alone 12, 13 year olds. Um, our coach dealt with it beautifully. Um, I believe he's going to report it to the league. In my opinion, he should report it to the league. He should report the team, report the managers, and he should make a complaint about the um, there's two particular players from their side. Um, I, and I said to him, actually, this morning, I said, in my opinion, I feel like if our referee had sent the boy off when he did a two-footed tackle on the keeper in the first half, that could have de-escalated it because that would have sort of shown, right, we're not here to do that. We're not going to take this sort of madness. But there's two things. One, it might not have. It might have just escalated them quicker. Two, it also they've been instructed by the league to keep their cards in their pockets, not to send kids off, etc., etc. I don't believe that's the way to go about it. I believe that they're playing league football, they're playing offsides, they're foul throws, everything which comes with it. The tackle which he did on the keeper is something that you see in the Premier League and they get a red card for it. So in my opinion, he's copied that style of tackling from TV. So he should have the same punishment, in my opinion. Um, but yeah, that was my weekend. I was disappointed for the kids. I was not happy. Um, I left pretty sharpish because I didn't want to get involved in it because it was with my son. But embarrassing. Embarrassing that grown adults will behave in that way. That will not only not put a stop to the bad behaviour from their team players, but also behave in such a way themselves. I think is poor, I think it's disgraceful um, and I know when I was like a kid, play, a teenager playing football, if my dad had behaved like that, I'd have been so embarrassed so, so embarrassed um, I've been watching football Parks football for 11 years with my boys but even before that I used to watch it and I've never been involved in a, in a game that was abandoned for bad behaviour and stuff um, yeah, the away game will be interesting as well, I'll say. Uh, let's have a look. Uh, Rob Boyle says, I understand they've been instructed to keep cards in pockets, but surely a red card should come out a few times. Yeah, look, it's difficult, isn't it? Because you're dealing with kids, so there's like a fine line. To me, you should give out cards if it's extreme circumstances. To me, there would be two instances. You give out a red card for fighting, you give out a red card for like a tackle like they did on the keeper, which has got no intention of playing the ball. It's really aggressive, could really hurt someone. They're the two instances I'd give a red. And then a yellow card would be mouthing off to the ref, mainly. If they don't stop when they're told to stop and they keep going, then you give them a yellow as a, as a warning because they're kids. Uh, other than that, I think, yeah, leave the cards away. But um, yes, uh, Hugh, Nicholas, you're right. Instead of the red... Um, he should have made him substitute him. It was suggested, shall I say. Um, they politely declined. Um, they also offered to go to the car park, which we found out afterwards to the referee, um, because our coach said if he had known that at the time, he would have brought him off at that point. Because, you know, pathetic, isn't it? Like, come on. Like, it's, it is just pathetic. Um Reese says something similar happened when we were kids. Remember, uh, Reese's mum, uh, she said, uh, started on the pitch with a fight, then the parents started fighting, and the police had to get involved. And the kids were like, you know, 10 year olds. It's it's embarrassing. Like, look, 
I'm not going to sit here and pretend to be an angel. I've been involved in, when I was younger, in scuffles in various situations. Used to, particularly in my sort of late teens, early 20s, I was scuffling often. Um, but not kids' football. <laughs> it's just it's embarrassing. It remi- reminded me of, um, I think, it's Football Factory. Um, I think, and it's Tama Hassan and someone else. And they're, they're kids football and they're like opposing football hooligans and they're, um, they're watching their sons play football and they start mouthing off to each other across the pitch and eventually it escalates to they're them rolling around on the floor fighting Tama Hassan and is this cat, the other guy. And the kids and the referee go, oh, come on, boys, this is stupid. And the kids all walk off and the two blokes, the two dads are like fighting on the floor. It's what it reminded me of. It was just pathetic. Um, and I hope that they get the book thrown at them. If I was up to me, I would give the three points to our team as a warning because apparently they've got form for it already this season. There's only been three games. Um, and um, We've heard since that they've done it to another team. So they need to be. it needs to be nipped in the bud. And I think the only way you can nip that sort of behaviour in the bud is by the league taking a really strong stance. So to me, don't replay that game. You give three points to the team. The problem is that we were losing at the point of abandonment. But, you know, it's you've got to send a strong message. Whatever the punishment is, it's got to be strong. And it's got to be that there's no, you know, it's not acceptable. You won't get away with it. It has to be a... That's hardline punishment to the football club. But we'll see if that occurs. I don't know if it will. To be honest, the the Welsh FA don't fill me with confidence. But obviously, we've got to play them away. May have to replay that game as well. You know, those kids are not gonna. They're not gonna be looking forward to that. And I got to be. I have to be clear. I know I haven't named the teams and stuff, but there was. It wasn't all their boys. There was a. There was a lot of boys on their team who just wanted to play football. And they weren't getting involved in the stupidity and the, and the, the the aggression and the talking and the and the nasty tackles and stuff. Don't mind physical tackles. I enjoy that. The, my son enjoys the physicality of it. But there's physical and there's just outright trying to. Uh, Kelly says there sounds like they were bullies, and I don't like bullies. And that's what it comes down to: the the parents, the coaches trying to bully the ref, trying to influence the ref, trying to make him bend to their will over a kid's football match. And then they're encouraging the kids to go about and tackle the way they were. No problem encouraging the kids to get stuck in. Go on, go and get that ball. Go and get stuck in. Go and win it, win it, win it hard. Don't, you know, don't pull out, blah, blah, blah. All of that. I love that. I do that. But if my son put in a bad tackle... I'm the first one to tell him, no, that's bang out of order. You say sorry and you don't do it again. And if you do, you'll be off. I'll take you off. Never mind your coach. So, and they could have done that at any point and it would have stopped. They didn't. They escalated the situation. Uh, Reese says, fair play to controlling yourself. I don't have kids myself, but if someone thinks of laying a hand on them, ready to roll. Yeah, it's, it's, it's hard. Um, I Like this week, um, my son didn't. He he got a couple of kicks, but he didn't. He wasn't on the receiving end of any of the really bad stuff. They tried to foul him a couple of times, but he kind of avoided it. The week before, he had been really badly fouled, 
and I wasn't happy. Um, but yeah, you know, fouls are part of parcel of the game. Like the one the week before, it was so late that I was a bit pissed off about it. But also, it wasn't like a a nasty late. It was the boy was knackered because he'd had a very long day. Um, my son had had a good game. He'd scored a couple of goals. He'd been up and down the wing and he'd kind of beaten this guy a few times. And the boy, I think, was just tired and he was late and it was a bad tackle. He kind of said sorry and that was it. But you don't mind that. What you don't like is the aggression and trying to hurt people. Those stud marks on that the captain's back was um, it was disgraceful. Disgraceful. That's from a stamp. That is. That's not from a uh, a tackle within the game. If you like, it's um, yeah, not happy. Uh, Rob Boyle says you all seen that young Bex. Is yeah, he's gonna make uh, Romeo. Is it Romeo? He's gonna make his debut um, in Fort Lauderdale, for Fort Lauderdale in the US. That'd be interesting to see how he is. I've heard he's one of them. One of his sons is supposed to be really good. Um, Donna Perry says I'm the same. I'm lucky with the girls, man. I can't bear. Uh, I can't get near to defend them as being twins. They've got each other's back. Yeah, well, there's two of them, isn't there? They outnumber them. No one will mess with them. But, you know, it's one of the reasons why it's, it's like an ongoing, and anyone who watches the MMA shows probably knows this about it anyway. It's like an ongoing conversation between my myself and my wife. Um, I'd like my boys to go to up to shore MMA and do some, some grappling and some MMA and some self-defense. Um, my wife is not keen. She thinks it'll encourage them to fight each other and, and people and, and kind of encourage them to go down that route as opposed to, I want to install a bit more discipline and, and, and do it that and the martial arts side of it. But it's an ongoing conversation. And I'm sure like the older one now is 16. So he'll be, you know, he'll make his own decisions soon enough uh, and he'll pay for it himself as well. So if you have got any questions, send them in. Uh, and I'll be happy to answer them because we are going to be around 45 minutes this evening. Um, what have we got coming up this week? Uh, Roger Giggs, live on Friday. It's going to be a good one. Um, just working on the logistics of Super Kevin scripted, whether it's going to be the Jay Bothroyd part two one this week, or if it's just going to be a normal episode, or if it's going to be, because normally we do it every other week. So, we might have a, a week off this week. The Jay Bothroyd one, by the way, being viewed over 10,000 times on all platforms and downloaded and stuff, uh, really gave us a nice bump uh, on the channel, which was which was nice. Um, but people really seem to enjoy the Jay Bothroyd show. Um, so something um, that we said, me and Kev talked about after the show, was that once a month we're going to do Super Kev Unscripted Teammates and we'll try and bring in a teammate from Kev's footballing past to uh, to join us, just to, to relive the the good old days. Or and it might not always be Cardiff players. We might maybe like someone like Joe Riley might come on, or um, you know from Bolton or Aberdeen players, Scottish teammates. We'll see. Um, I know, like I've had Gavin Ray on before, but um, he's Gavin lives in Australia, so it's a bit tricky with the the time difference and whatnot, but if we can work something out, we'll certainly do that. Um, part two. Uh, Craig, I saw that you had shared it around. I really, really appreciate that, mate. Really do. Because, um, you know, the aim is to keep growing and growing and we have to find 
new viewers, new listeners, new fans, whatever you want to call them, uh, you know, as soon as possible. So, uh, or the more the merrier, should I say. So we're obviously looking to, to, to build and to do it any way we can. And the best way to do that is always word of mouth. Uh, Restate with it. It's great. They have each other. I've always been talking about uh, Donna's twins. Uh, when is part two? Um, so it's going to be, I think, on a Friday afternoon around sort of lunchtime. It's probably about one o'clock, one to two o'clock, something like that. Because um, the choice is either do that or do it at like 11 o'clock. We can't do it on 11 o'clock at night on a Friday because Jay has a match on a Saturday. So it it is complex because obviously um, it's, it is late and I appreciate it's late for you guys. It's late for us. Kev's got to get up early the next day. So doing it in the week is problematic. We said it would do it as a one-off because we wanted to get Jay on. But if we can work it out for Friday or sort of lunchtime, one-ish, two-ish, I think that's the, that's the aim anyway. But um, it was it seems to have been well-received. and loads of comments, loads of, loads of messages. Um, people seem to enjoy it. And I think, I think also Jay doesn't do a lot of podcasts and stuff. Um, and those people, they always kind of make you, um, it, it's more enjoyable again, because you, you don't see those people doing that sort of stuff, um, which is always helpful, isn't it? Uh, Donna says she'll watch on the lunch break. Yeah, good plan. Uh, Gaz says, what's happening with Patreon? So, right, so Patreon obviously is the members only thing, which we're going to be launching soon. Uh, it's basically a way for you guys to support the channel and the content and everything. Um, for just like the price of a cup of coffee per month will be the smallest tier and like there's different tiers and and but you know you, it's not just a case of you supporting us with a few quid each month you get stuff in return you get exclusive shows you get like a, a pre-show before the live shows and things like that if you do it for a, if you're in one of the higher tiers and you do it for six months you get a t-shirt and just all different things like this um it's a way to help us sort of fund ourselves but also give you guys some exclusive stuff and anything which is released on patreon show wise and content wise will only ever be on there so like you have to be a member to see it we might you know release clips and stuff to promote it whatever but um in terms of when it's coming back or when it's when it's going to be launched guys um i would think it'll be launched once i know for sure what um what andy's doing if andy's going to be coming back in any form and stuff like that because until i know that it's difficult to plan as i've mentioned before i've got some plans in place and things in my mind about where we're going to go what we're going to do who's going to be on who's going to be on each week who's going to be on each month blah blah, blah. what's going to be members only etc but it's difficult to plan if you're not sure so once i know what's happening with andy and stuff like that then it'll be launched the initial plan was of course because we're going to do a small live show in november and launch it around then uh it's um the plans change we know what it's like we we know what it's like we will be doing a live show i will be doing a live show in some way form shape kev's in i know that and i know andy will be in if he can do it um rodri will be in and whatnot, but um, it's just been pushed back. I would, uh, being honest with you, I think the live show is likely to be more like uh, like January, February time, if I'm being honest. Um, 
but that could change quickly. Things thing things have changed very quickly recently in both sides. Things have happened quickly. You know, we weren't expected to have Jay Bothroyd on. That changed quickly. We weren't expected Andy to leave, and we were planning all these stuff, and that, that happened quickly. We weren't expecting Roger Giggs to have a regular slot on the channel. He's got a regular show on the channel. So it's things change quickly, both positive and negative. So whilst I'm in my head, I don't think it'll be a live show before Christmas. Doesn't mean there's definitely not going to be. Um, because I've got the plan in my head and how to do it. Um, so, yeah, that's that. Um, get your questions in then, because I'm going to wrap up shortly. Because um, I do find these shows a bit more difficult, because I'm speaking to myself. Um, sorry, lads and girls. Uh, let's have a look. Donna says we want a live show. I know, Donna. I know. We will. It definitely will happen. 100% will happen. Um, 110%. We will definitely do a live show. It's just the timing, the expense, etc. Blah, 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 blah. Um, but I am 40 in November. So, you know, we'll sort something out, maybe. We'll do something. We'll have a little meet-up, maybe, or, or something. I don't know. I'm very, very antisocial. I'm very, like, grumpy. It's hard to imagine, I know. Um, yeah, it is what it is. Uh, what else we got? What else we got? What else we got? Let's have a look. Uh, Patreon, we've done that one. Lunch, lunch breaks. Uh, Reese David Owen says, It must uh, help that all those watching were Cardiff fans. These people loved, uh, uh, loved you, so it must have make the show a lot easier rather than doing a pod for someone who supports someone else. Yeah, it's um it's interesting, isn't it? It's it's uh, it's easy. Like look for me, you gotta remember like say like two years ago, um I was just a Cardiff fan. I still am, but like I was just a Cardiff fan who was thinking of like starting a podcast and like now I do all these shows with different people, kind of legends. I've interviewed some of my heroes. I've got like their phone numbers and I speak to them and I text them. And then some of my closest friends are like Andy and Kev who like in you know, 2000 and whatever, early 2000s, these guys were like my heroes. And now they're some of my closest friends and it's, Gotta pinch yourself sometimes, and I think I put a post on my personal Facebook the other day saying, "Sometimes you just gotta enjoy the ride and not get caught up in what's next." Like the Jay Bothroyd thing, like I just sat there at certain points, just smiling because I'm sat there and it's just like Kevin McNaughton, Jay Bothroyd, just talking about all this behind the scenes stuff, and I'm just sat there like watching with a smile on my face. You gotta enjoy it. You gotta wake up and smell the coffee and enjoy it for what it is instead of constantly planning for the next thing. And uh, I certainly did that for the J, so I really, really um, enjoyed it. Uh, Reese says, I was referring to the Bothroyd side about how relaxed he was on the pod. So many players won't do him, but it must have made it easier for him knowing it's a Cardiff pod. Yeah, I think um, he came to us was the thing as well. Like, Jay came to us rather than me contacting him. I had, I tweeted him before, but he came to us. He followed me and he said, I'd like to come on. Um, 
and you could tell that they had a, a strong relationship, strong friendship back in the day. And as soon as they started chatting, like they had like off air, it was like they said hello, and it was a bit only for a few seconds, a bit sort of quiet because they hadn't spoken to each other for a very long time. But by the time we went live, it was like booming and you know the banter, and you could tell they were very, uh, very, very close, sort of similar sense of humour. And yeah, it was good. It was great. Um, I thought it was one of the best pods we've done. I got to be honest. I thought I really, really enjoyed it. Uh, Craig Service said, "I've enjoyed the non-city players. I didn't listen to them originally um, unless I knew who it was, and then watched some of the non-city ones, and I thought they were superb. The coach in America was great. And do you know what, um, Craig? I think some of the best AC Footy shows we did were with the less famous or well-known footballers." Um, of course, you know, some of the well more well-known people were really funny. We had, um, you know, Graham Jones, I thought, did a, was phenomenal. He's, he, you know, he just went to the Euros as England's uh, first-team coach or whatever. Like, that's mad to me, isn't it? But I thought he was really good. But some of the players who maybe not as well-known, I thought, was phenomenally interesting. Um, there was, so there's been a couple who were a bit guarded for various reasons and, you know, I understand that not everybody wants to put their stories in the in the in the public light and stuff like jay told me straight after the show he said i'm going to tell the full chopra fight story in part two um donna says i think he's done amazing to get rodri on board as well yeah i thought so i thought he was a, i thought that was a really good it, it took the sting out of andy going to be able to bring someone of rodri's caliber on um because I just he knows his stuff. He's a cool dude, and yeah, I think uh, he does a really good job. And I'm, uh, well, I would like to think that we will continue that show because I thought actually Friday was our best show. Yeah, I thought they've got better each week, but I thought Fridays was really good with me and Rodri. Um, and I think I, you know, even if Andy comes back on Monday and Friday with the championship and the AC Footy show, I think we do Rodri on Wednesday because. I think it's that good. I'm confident. I'm, and that's the thing. What it comes down to is you've got to be. Are you happy with the content you're putting out? Are you confident in the content you're putting out? And I think that AC Footy Show, I think the Championship Show, I think Super Kevin Scripted, I think Roger Giggs on Football, all those podcasts. I put them up against any football podcast in the UK. I don't care what anyone says. Um, if you give it time, and particularly if we put those those all those podcasts in a studio they'd be even better but obviously we have to deal with technology and stuff like that but in my opinion i'd put those i put those podcasts up against anything and i'd put our mma and boxing podcast against any mma podcast in the world and because we have literally top level guests and we have proper top class analysis from one of the best strategy strategists and minds in MMA. Like Danny is regarded as one of the best coaches in the UK. Richard Shaw the same. Um, and all the different fighters I put up against anything in the world. And that's what it's about. It's about you've got to put out what you think is good and hope that people will watch it. Do I wish more people were watching it? Yes. Do I sometimes look at other people or other podcasts, should I say, and think, Jesus, how the hell are they getting all those views when I just think, well, our podcast is better than that. Our interviews are better than that. But you can't get stuck in that 
that loop of stuff. Some people have just got a bigger platform or a bigger following or whatever it may be, you know. Um, like, obviously, I'm not famous or I'm not well-known or whatever you want to say. So it's um, it's different. Um, Kelly says, could Rodri get, uh, get Ryan on for a tell-all? Um, I think that might be an awkward conversation, to be honest. Um, Rodri is doing an episode of my story, though. Um, for series three, um, and we, we, you know, we will address Ryan, of course, but we're going to dig into his early life and and what his life was like growing up. And he was a promising footballer himself, and I'm looking forward to that and and telling his story, but also looking at different aspects of it instead of just telling the same thing that he did on James English. And by the way, he was on my channel before James English. We did a he told all about his family stuff ages ago on ace podcast nation just dig it out it's a very good show uh questions uh gaz says oh you're gonna do my story three yeah i'm gonna start recording that in october my story three um i'm also going on uh traveling up to do a podcast on someone else's podcast uh early october i think we're recording that i'm not sure when it'll be out obviously that's up to them um but keep an eye out for that watch me please do um make sure you watch that and comment and stuff on that because obviously i'm going on to someone else's podcast to tell my story a little bit so um yeah i'm looking forward to that being in the guest chair instead of the, the host chair as it were uh craig says i think a great show would be put uh to put together a highlight show mixing up some of the greatest stories could show those who haven't watched each week what was being on yeah rod uh craig uh, something i want to do is make like a like almost like an hour and a half show of all the best clips from the different shows, like and really showcase the guests and stuff. It's just, it takes a lot of effort and time. So it's trying to find that and uh, stuff. So uh, let's have a look. Uh, Reese David Evans says, I only started the MMA fight one just to support you, mate. Since then, I've thoroughly enjoyed it. Really came to respect the guys. Not that I didn't beforehand, but more so now. And I look forward to the meet week. Yeah, I appreciate that. And Donna says the same as well. I appreciate that. I really do that you guys have come over from the like the football shows and you've supported the MMA shows. And I know you've enjoyed them too. Uh, Donna Perry. The, one with the, the problem with the MMA ones is not a problem, but people are, um, are very used to downloading them on the Wednesday. They, they're one of the most downloaded shows for us audio-wise. People used to them coming out on a Wednesday and downloading it. So people aren't joining us in the amount of numbers on Facebook as I would like for the the MMA and boxing show, depending on who the guest is. We've got some good YouTube numbers in the live, but YouTube, there's not always people, they don't always join in the chat as much for some reason. I don't know why. Uh, Donna Perry says, I get the impression, despite what went on with Ryan and Rodri, that Rodri still loves his brother and it's just the way. Yeah, look. And if you notice, like whenever Ryan's come up in the conversation, Rodri hasn't shied away from it. Like he's and he's he speaks really highly of him as a footballer. Um, it's just obviously it's yeah. Come on, we know the situation. It's it's uh, it is what it is, isn't it? You know, um, it's not nice. Um, let's have a look. Let's have a look. Let's have a look. Uh, do, 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 do. Right, last last couple of minutes. If anyone's got any questions before I shoot, um, 
just a quick uh, roll call while we're here. I like to just have, just so I can know. But in terms of the the Patreon thing, would everybody who's watching now be looking to to join that in some way or fashion? Or is there some people who are on the fence? I'm just interested. No pressure. Um, obviously, it's a way for us to take us on to the next level and stuff like that. Um, Donna says, yeah, you, Rodri never bad mouths him. Uh, he praises his past. Uh, it's such a forbidden subject. Look, if you asked him about it on a show, he wouldn't shy away from it. Um, Will says, how do you download the shows? So each... Uh, each show has got its own website um, on the sports social page. So, um, if you type in, say, Super Kevin Scripted, uh, and you type in Super Kevin Scripted Sports Social, it'll come up with the page. Um, and then on that page, there's different ways to download it. So, Spotify. I've got to reset up the Apple so there's no Apple on there at the moment. So at the moment, for instance, Super Kevin scripted on that website. There's Spotify, Castbox, and Google, um, and Spreaker as well. But um, I, for instance, so well, I've just dropped the Super Kev website just for instance on there because I've got to be honest. Um, the thing which helps us the most is people downloading the audio or watching on YouTube because they're the only things that get paid for. Um, it is what it is. Um, let's have a look. Will says, count you in for the member section. James says, yeah. Cool. I like it. I like it a lot. Um, I appreciate that as well. Um, <laughs> yeah, he is, James. Let's be honest. He is not a nice guy. Uh, Lorna says, I don't watch on Sunday night as the other half goes to bed by 7, 7.30. Got to be up at 2. Well, Lorna, or should I say Reese's mum, there's no excuse. Get in there. Ask, ask the fighters some questions, is what I say. Reese thinks he's had his drink spiked on the weekend. It's nothing to do with a litre of whiskey drunk. Right then, girls and boys. It's been a pleasure. And, and that's the same whale, by the way, sorry, with all the shows. If you type in uh, keeping it real, sports social, it'll bring you up the website. I believe it comes up like, you know, it's the first link. Type in AC Footage Show Sports Social, which is where these shows go at the moment. And um, they'll come up with top link on their uh, sports social. It's like podcast.sportsocial.co.uk, podcast, keep it real, or AC Footage Show, Roger Gigs on Football, whatever it may be. They're all there. Just type in the name of the show and sports social into Google, and it's normally the top link. Um, and the shows that have got those pages are super Kevin scripted at the moment um super Kevin scripted keeping it real daddy Batten fight show roger gigs on football championship show and ac footy show um when my story comes out that will have its own page and then there'll be an ace podcast nation page which will have the non-sporting shows on that all together but yeah if you want to really help me out guys go and download a load of shows on the audio version listen to listen to the ads and that, that helps me a lot um same with uh, youtube if you're just doing something put youtube on in the background go to the youtube channel go to the playlists which are set up like there's 
uh, all the football shows set up or all the AC footy shows set up, whatever it may be, do that and just put the playlist on, play it all the way through while you're doing stuff. Aiden, you're being a naughty boy, mate. Right, guys, it's been a pleasure. I really appreciate your time, your effort. It's so weird to me talking to the camera on my own, but uh, I do it for the peeps, for my peeps. I enjoy it. It's just dodgy. Oh, there you go. Hugh Nicholas, a little bit of uh, 8.30 panorama, dodgy football agents. Well, if Matt, if Willie Mackay's not on that, I'll be very disappointed. Man deserves to be in prison. Uh, subscribe to youtube.com slash acepodcastnation. Download the audio versions of all the shows and more. Kelly says hi. It's time to go to bed, Aiden. It's time for me to go. See you later, people. It's my pleasure. I love you all. Sports Social Podcast Network.